Welcome back to Cole America. I'm Chris Coleman, your host, back here. Yeah, I know, it's Friday morning again. Looky there, looky there. It's around 2.30 in the morning. Uh, we closed up on Thursday night and got everything clean and got out of here. Got the staff out of here, obviously, I'm still here. But, uh, you know, it hasn't been, uh, it hasn't been all bad this week. Celebrating a pretty good high bowl victory. Um, not the students. I mean me, because the students haven't really been out. Not much. Uh, they're disappointing. I can't figure them out. They're an enigma. You know, this whole year, you go back into the summer, and me and Alford were talking about it at one time where we were like, you know, it would be one thing if they were out on Thursday, Friday, Saturday night, nothing during the week. Or if they were out, you know, Monday and Tuesday and then Friday. But it's just random what days they'll be out and they'll be busy. And then other days, nothing. You know, there's no consistency. There's no rhyme or reason to anything they do. But it is what it is. Um, it's been a very long couple of weeks for me. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm pretty sure my staff hates me as a whole. Uh... <laughs> and uh, like I message them every Sunday. I'd send them messages. I like you know with the schedule. Hey, here's some things I'd like to see. And it's almost like they look at it and go, "All right, not doing that. Not not doing that at all." You know, this is what we're all not doing this week. Uh, as if I don't have giant stacks of applications. <laughs> nah, but some of them are absolutely phenomenal. Some of them really are, and they're doing very well. Um, there's a lot of youth now, a lot of young ones, like, new to their position or new to the bar entirely. And, and uh, we gotta, we got to teach them. Yeah, we got to coach them up. And uh, that's on me. So hopefully I can get them there and we'll be good to go. Uh, we shall see. But... Uh, and I, I, you know, I'll tell you, uh, I'm sitting here right now in Unique, and I'm looking around, and the Christmas decorations all look really good, you know. Uh, I didn't do it. <laughs> I put the tree up, and there was a big spot in the middle of it that the lights weren't lit up. And when Reagan and Lauren came in, I was like, look, y'all decorate, but please, that spot in the tree, I don't know what's going on with it, figure it out. And, yeah, a few minutes later, they had it all fixed, and it looks great. Yeah, they did a great job. Um, everybody has their talents and uh, yeah, you got to figure yours out and go with it and uh, for me that's not one of mine so that's part of management you put people in the right position to do the right things anyway y'all don't care about this y'all don't care I'm, I'm rambling on anyway three minutes in I'm already way off the rails we're going to start out with T-Town Dirt League and I'm going to tell you uh I haven't really talked a lot about it recently because my team wasn't doing well, <laughs> so I didn't want to. In the past couple of weeks, they, yeah, it's been more difficult because as commissioner, still right now, this season, um, the game's being rescheduled, people in and out of town, you know, and so there, there's a lot of moving parts going on. And um, anyway, there's a lot of things with that that. Uh, I've been dealing with, you know, knowing they have to reschedule the games, but they still all text me and tell me, you know, and stuff and let me know, and I have to keep up with it. Uh, anyway, um, our team, we 
the commissioner did us no favors, and we had a really tough schedule, you know, played some rivalry games and then some uh, <laughs> some really good teams. And we just frankly didn't start out that great, me in particular. Uh, but we started to find our footing and started to throw some good darts. And we, we were able to get 12-0 this week. We 12-0'd the week before. And so, you know, I'll, I'll bring up T-Town Dart League again when we do that. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, mm. You cannot look at the standings on the website and know where anyone really stands. Because there's teams that haven't had a buy yet. There's also teams with makeup games. And so it's, yeah, it's, it's a lot. Uh, and we won't know. I will tell you, we play until December 18th, I think it is. And then uh, we take a break. The last week of the regular season is January 6th when we would come back. And so they have to have all the games played except for the final week, you know, by January 6th. So, meaning January 5th or earlier. So, uh, we will know where everybody is going into the final week of the season, what everybody needs to do playoff-wise and everything else. Now, the singles league regular season is actually over. And the playoffs are about to begin. And I'm going to tell you, uh, over, I don't remember who's the East and the West on their division. Drew Rhodes came out on top. Will and He-Man actually had the same points, but He-Man won head-to-head, so he's the two seed. Will's the three seed. Paul, Namie, and Sam Hall had the same points. Paul, Namie had the head-to-head, so Paul, Namie gets the four seed, Sam Hall misses the playoffs. And I, I know that's a tough feeling for him right now because, you know, he lost, I think he lost that match four to three, you know, so that, that's tough. And our division, Hoss, the two-time defending champ, the one seed, Nick Chichester uh, sitting there as the two seed, Tui as the three seed, and myself and Fisher – also tied in points, Fisher had the tiebreaker, and so Fisher uh, he beat me four to three early in the season, and uh, so Fisher will move on in the fourth fourth place. So I told you I knew how Sam Hall felt. I do because I'm missing the playoffs in singles league, uh, and and I did what I could at the end of the season, you know, and. I just didn't take care of it early on. And the first three matches, I led 3-0 in every one of them, and I lost all three of those 4-3. to three. So, mm, it's on me. It's 100% on me. Uh, if I had a fan, I would apologize to him, but I don't. But this is some good matchups because Drew will play Fisher. Um, He-Man against Tui, their teammates in Team League. Will against Nick. And Paul Namie against Hulks. You know, so I think these are uh, this these are eight good uh, four good matchups, eight good players, and, and it'll be interesting to see how it all plays out. Now, moving right along, college football championship weekend. It's tonight. Tonight, literally Friday night, the first two games are played. Conference USA will get us started. You got New Mexico State playing Liberty. 
New Mexico State that beat Auburn just a couple of weeks ago by 21 is a 10 and a half point dog. That seems crazy, but that's just how good Liberty's been. It really is. Now New Mexico State, uh, you know they he he handles. You think you got to know is Hugh Freeze came from Liberty, right? New Mexico State handled Liberty the year before. So when they went into Auburn, they knew Hugh Freeze's system. Their coach knows him. And some coaches just have another coach's number. And he did. Uh, but I don't think he has Liberty's number. Now, the line, 11, uh, 10 and a half, 11 and a half, I bought it up to 13 and a half. And I took New Mexico State with that. I'm also probably going to buy it down and take Liberty and try and middle it. Uh, on tomorrow's game. I think the final score is going to be 45 to 32 Liberty wins, but 13 and a half that would cover me at New Mexico State by a half point. And I'm also going to take the over because it's at 56 and a half. I bought it down to 54 and a half, and I'm with the over. Hmm. The other game tomorrow night probably matters a little bit more nationwide. As Oregon tomorrow night, tonight, tonight, Friday night, tonight, Oregon versus Washington for the final Pac-12 championship. So here it is. Bo Nix, Penix. Uh, they played earlier this year, obviously. Washington was able to beat them 36-33. Since then, Oregon's looked a lot better. They've also played absolutely nobody you look at their strength of schedule, it is trash. When you list your top three, and number two on it is Texas Tech, that's 500, that we watched get collywobbled by Texas last week. And number three is Colorado, who's four and eight, and they're listed as your third best win. That's a terrible schedule. Your resume's trash. But the committee and everybody, they love them. And I think Oregon's a good team. And I think Washington has not looked good as of recent. Uh, this game will be played in Vegas. I'm going to take Oregon. I bought it down to nine and a half. And uh, I'm going to try and do something crazy here. The over-under is at 56, or I'm sorry, 65 and a half. All right? So I'm going to buy that down. To, I think the final score is going to be 38 to 28 Oregon. All right? That's a 10-point win. So that's going to cover my nine and a half. But also, 38 and 58, you don't have to get your calculators out. I'm going to do the math for you. It's 66. So I'm going to buy that down to 63 and a half, take the over, and then I'm going to buy it up to 68 and take the under. And I'm going to try and middle the over-under. Just where I'm at. So, there you go. Oklahoma State, now we're into Saturday. We're into Saturday now. Oklahoma State will play Texas. This game will be in Arlington. That sounds a little bit more like a home game for Texas to me. 16 and a half is, you know, what I got the line at. It came out at, or it's at 15 now. I took Oklahoma State with 15, uh, 16 and a half. Because I have Texas winning this game 35-20. to 20. All right? But I'm taking the points for a couple of reasons. The Big 12 has a long-standing tradition of screwing themselves over in the Big 12 championship game. 
We've seen it time and time again. It was a K-State, you know. They've had some, some weird games. Oklahoma State, you know, they look, they, they look good when they beat Oklahoma. You know, who beat Texas. But then, since beating them, they went down to UCF and lost 45-3. to They had to survive Houston, who's 4-8. and Texas had to survive Houston as well at Houston. And I think they won that game by 10 or something. Uh, I'd have to look. but And then last week, we all saw BYU had the chance to knock them out. I was really hoping they would. I had BYU plus 18 and a half. I was still upset about that game because I needed Oklahoma to be playing Texas because they have the real shot to beat them, you know, in my opinion. But uh, double overtime, Oklahoma State prevails. So we'll see what the Cowboys can do. Do this one for George. We all know our friend George, Dark League legend. Miss you, buddy. Hadn't seen a turf of him in a long time. Um, but uh, I, I've, I've got it at 35-20, to 20, Texas. That's dead on 55. I'm not touching the over-under in this game. I'll take OK State the points. Uh, the next one up is the Mac. Named after my partner at Unique here, the owner of Pond Royale, Mac. He has his own conference. No, he wouldn't do this because their championship game's in Detroit, and Mac would not play in Detroit. So, sorry. That's not his. It must be a different one. Um, Miami, against, Miami of Ohio against Toledo. Uh, Toledo won 21-17 at Miami of Ohio earlier this season. Uh, Toledo's look like the better team. I think they are the better team. The line's seven and a half. I'm not letting the hook get me. I bought it down to six and a half. Give me Toledo minus six and a half, and I'm taking the under of 43 and a half. I think this is a 24-17 final, and uh, I think everybody will be happy to get out of Detroit alive. So there's the Mac. Oh, we got the Mountain West Conference Championship also. Uh, Boise State, earlier this year, they fired uh, Andy Avalos, their coach. And they've really come together since then. And they've been playing really well. UNLV's like a team of destiny, you know, all season uh, on their run for a Mountain West Championship. This game will be in Vegas. That sounds like a home game for Las Vegas because, well, it is. Um, but home games aren't always a good thing in college because that means you stay at home in your own bed and all that. Yeah, well, you got to be responsible. I like the college teams that are locked up in the hotel where the coaches have you know, a little more authority to lock you down. Uh, that's why most big-time programs put their teams in hotels, you know, whatever. But either way, Boise's minus two and a half. I like Boise in this game, I think. Even though they you know, change coaches and all during the season, I think that they definitely have the big game experience over UNLV. But this is going to be a fun game. Give me Boise 38-34. to I'm also really interested to see how Reliant Field holds up. That turf and stuff looks being played, you know, after uh, the Pac-12 championship game. You know, the, the next day. So, it'll be interesting to see. Now, Vegas has the money. They can buy a turf. You know, they'll be all right. But it'll be interesting to see how prepared they are for this. Um, that's something I'm looking at here. 
In the uh, American Conference, you got SMU against Tulane. Now, look, SMU have been trending in the right direction. And y'all know that I think Tulane's a very, very good football team. But I was all ready. I had it all lined up to give my spill as to why I was going to take Smooth in the conference championship. And then last week against Army, uh, Preston Stone, the quarterback for SMU, breaks his leg. I don't know why this line's only three and a half. By the way, this game's in New Orleans. Another home game for another conference team in the conference championship. Hmm. Y'all thought Detroit was dangerous. No one. I'm just kidding. It's just a worse city. Um, <laughs> seriously, I hate it. Um, give me Tulane. I'm buying it down to two and a half because I'm not a psychopath. I'm not leaving it at three and a half. I'm taking the over 47 in this game because I have Tulane winning 34 to 17. Um, SMU is going to rely on their redshirt freshman. Uh, is it Jennings? I think is their quarterback. So I got to go with Tulane. They're the better team. They're a good team. They're a really good team. I'm also going to take Tulane minus 170 money line in this game. Oh, Doctor, we gonna save that one for last. Y'all thought it was coming. Um, at State against Troy. And their conference championship game, um, I don't even know what this says right here. I don't know what I wrote down. Oh, App State started the season three and four, and then they won five straight, which is you know impressive. They're eight four. That's why they're there. Yeah, well, Troy's won nine straight, and they're the better team. Uh, give me Troy minus the five, and I'll take the under of fifty three. I think Troy wins this game 27 to 17. I'm giving them a 10 point win, but give me the under. I just think Troy's better than App State. They've, they've been more dominant, more consistent. Nine straight wins says it. Hmm. Troy. Over in the ACC, another pretty big one here. You've got uh, Louisville coming off their loss to Kentucky. Against Florida State, who did not look good in the swamp at Florida. Uh, granted, first game without Jordan Travis, their quarterback. Florida State's a one-and-a-half-point favorite. This game is in Charlotte. Pretty sure that's in North Carolina. Uh, so, it's <laughs> last time I checked. Anyway, uh, they'll be up there in Charlotte. The secret lies with Charlotte. Um, Florida State's a one-and-a-half-point favorite. I disagree. I disagree. I think Florida State's defense, yeah, they're a top 15 defense. They're the best unit that will be on the field. But Louisville, I just think, will find a way. And I've got Louisville winning this game 24 to 21. That's 45. That's going to be the under of 47. I'm going Louisville, and I'm going under. And Florida State, I'm sorry to say, even if Florida State wins this game, even if they win, I don't know that they get in the playoffs. But we'll get to that. Michigan. But they deserve it. They're undefeated. They won the ACC. Deserving is not the committee's job. Pick the four best teams right now. 
And guess what? Florida State, without Jordan Travis, you have not looked like it. Florida State not only needs to come out and win this game, they need to dominate this game. They need to look really, really good, the eye test, to get in the playoffs. And I don't think they do. Anyway, the Big Ten has a championship game. I'm pretty sure it was played last week between Michigan and Ohio State. But for some reason, they have these divisions. Yeah. Uh, Iowa beat up on everybody in the West, which was really, really bad. And they get to play Michigan. You don't know how lopsided this game is. Michigan is a 22-point favorite. No money line offered here on local books. You'd have to go to an actual casino to find one, and it would be huge. The over-under is 35. 35! But the spread is 22. Iowa, I'm taking the under, and I'm taking Michigan. Michigan, 31-0. This game's going to start out slow. All right? Iowa's defense is going to come, and they're going to be all jacked up, and they're going to make some plays, and this is going to be a low score in first half. Michigan will have a lead, but it won't be big. They'll pull away in the second half. Michigan, 31-0, cruise control on the way to the playoffs. This seems like there's another conference I haven't done. Hmm. Oh, that's right. The Southeastern Conference. Alabama, Georgia. This game needs no hype. Never does. These are, yeah, Georgia, two-time defending national champions. Alabama, Nick Saban, you know, Kirby Smart. They, they got, we, we're, we're excited with Milrow and the way he's, he's grown and progressed. They have Brock Bowers who might just be the best college football player in the country. You know, they're not going to see each other on the field at the same time, hopefully. But uh, it's, uh, it's, it's, this is going to be a great matchup. Uh, the line is at five. It jumped up to six briefly and then came back right back down to five. It's at five. Uh, let me tell you, I bought it up to seven. I will take a touchdown either way in this game. Either way. I think seven points is huge in this game. I think both these teams are really good. Um, even though neither team looked great last week, everybody knows 4th and 31, Alabama pulls the rabbit out of the hat. Georgia did not look great against Georgia Tech. Another rivalry game, though. Throw that out the window. Georgia's still a very good football team. And Georgia hasn't looked great against a lot of teams. You know who they have looked great against? Teams that everybody said could beat them. That's who they look great against. So they're going to come correct. You're going to get Georgia. All right? Alabama's an underdog. In the thirteen past 13 years, this will be the fourth time that Vegas has made Alabama an underdog. All four of them to Georgia. Alabama's 2-1 and one in those games so far. But, uh... This is at Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta, in Georgia. Sounds like a home game for them, but Alabama's 7-0 in Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Some of those were against Georgia, <laughs> including the national championship game. So, push, you know. Um, <laughs> this is, 
an epic battle of classic proportions that needs no hype. And they are literally out there. There are people in the world saying, and these are idiots that work for ESPN, which shouldn't have any weight whatsoever. They're, they're complete morons that, you know, if Alabama wins, there might not be a team from the SEC in the playoffs. Then there shouldn't be a playoffs because the SEC is still the SEC. Period. Georgia wins. They're in. No question. Yeah, they're the number one team in the country. <laughs> they're not, not going to fall out of the top four winning. You know, they're, they're in. They'll be number one. Or two if, if the committee goes crazy and lose their mind, but I don't think so. I think Georgia wins. They're number one. If Alabama wins, now things get tricky. Hmm. So let's take a look around at some of the things I've given you. As I promised you last week, Bama, I told y'all we're not going to get any help this week. You know, Texas isn't going to lose. They're not going to lose. Oregon's not going to lose. They're not going to lose. We'll get it next week. That's what I promised you. And I'm a man of my word. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So, Oregon's going to win. Okay. Michigan's going to win. Texas is going to win. Florida State is going to lose. So who's in? Let me tell you how it works out. Alabama wins a close game. Michigan blows out. All right? Sprinkle that money line with the tie, plus 180. Yeah, go ahead. Because if you believe we're getting in the playoffs, you have to you have to believe we'll win this game. But here's what I think happens. That nobody has brought up yet. But they're going to be talking about it Saturday night. Saturday night, about 48 hours from now, you're going to see this all over social media. You're going to see it everywhere. You ready for this? Number one will be Michigan. Number two will be Texas. And they should be. Texas should be ahead of us no matter what. If they win, and they, I think they will, if they win, they stay ahead of Alabama. They beat us on the field head. But Coleman, that was early in the season. And we're playing so much better now. We're, you're a different team. Okay. They still beat us on the field. That's why we play the games. They have the head-to-head. I want to hear about now. No. Then the, what was the point of playing the game? Mm. They have the head-to-head with us. That's it. They will be number two. Alabama, SEC champions, one loss, two number two Texas, will be number three. Okay. And then Oregon at four. No, my friend. See, remember when I brought up Oregon's weak, weak resume? They're going to have to look at, the committee's going to have to look at themselves and go, hold on. The two-time defending national champions just lost a conference championship game. Close. They've gone three straight seasons of going 8-0 in the regular season in the SEC. First time that's ever happened. The Georgia Bulldogs resume is way better 
than the Pac-12 champion, Oregon. And why would anybody care about any allegiance to the Pac-12 when they're gone after this season? And the Georgia Bulldogs will be your number four seed if the Tide wins. Otherwise, they'll be number one. But if the Tide wins, it'll be Michigan, Texas, Alabama, Georgia. And they're going to go, all right, Michigan, you wanted Georgia? Go get them. All right, Bama, you keep saying, well, we're better than Texas now? Looky there, we got a rematch. Oh, my goodness. The tickets just sold themselves, didn't they? The TV is going to explode with ratings in this scenario. It's going to be phenomenal. And then Alabama will play Georgia in the national championship, and we'll get to that when we get to it, because Alabama will beat Texas if we play them again, and uh, Georgia will beat Michigan, and Kirby and Nick can line up and do it all again, because that's what we do. And everybody's going to be so mad going, Oregon and Bo Nix, Oregon and Bo Nix. They'll give him the Heisman because of it. And I don't care. I don't. You played nobody. Your strength of schedule's trash. What your your big win will be over a team that beat you. No, get out of here. I'm done with you. I'm done with you. It would be an absolute travesty. It would be the committee should have learned last year. They should have learned before. Their job is to put the four best teams in, not who deserves it. Okay? Georgia, in this scenario, is definitely one of the four best teams. Without a doubt. They're better than Oregon. Sorry, that's it. There's no way they can look at themselves in the mirror and say Oregon's better. No, they're, they're wrong. They're, that's just not right. Um, may TCU have told us something. And let me tell you, the committee has done an absolutely terrible job the entire playoff of getting the four best teams. They have not done their job yet. Next year, they don't have to worry about it because it expands to 12, and this will all be for nothing because we'll know, you know who most everybody is going into this weekend. We have this scenario, going, you know, this exact scenario next season. Everybody, oh, this is easy. And it would be. These games wouldn't matter as much. But this season they do. The committee has done such a bad job of picking the four best teams. Do y'all know what the average score of a playoff game is since the beginning of it? Not just last season. That was a little skewed from Georgia dragging TCU all over the place. But not just last season. The entire playoff since this started, the average game is a 19-point difference. Average. That's how many blowouts we've seen. Because they keep putting Notre Dame in when they think that they're, oh, Notre Dame's only got one loss. Notre Dame's undefeated. you got to put Notre Dame in. You know, they're independent, but look at them. They're great. No, they're not. Oh, we got to put TCU in. we got to put Cincinnati in. 19 points is the average in a playoff game. I'm asking the committee one time, get it right. And you want to know how to get it right? Call Las Vegas. 
and say, hey guys, we're here in the, this is the committee, and we're having a hard time. Can you just tell us who the four best teams would be? And they could do it like that. Anyway, so there's your college football. That's what's going to happen. I'm going to give you this real quick. Got a little parlay, eight-teamer. Oregon, minus eight. Toledo, minus six and a half. Boise, money line. Tulane, money line. Alabama, plus the seven. Uh, Michigan, Iowa, under uh, a 37. Uh, Louisville, Florida State, under 49 and a half. Now, you see I bought points there on all those and all that. $30 on that eight-teamer pays out $900. you are welcome. Now, let's jump over to the NFL real quick. I'm going to go through these pretty fast. I'm just going to give you eight of them that I like here. All right? Uh, give me the Chargers money line, the Lions money line against the Saints, um, the Falcons money line against the Jets, the over of the Dolphins and Washington football team commanders, formerly the Redskins, of 47. Tampa's money line against Carolina. San Francisco's money line against the Eagles coming off their really tough game they just played. Now you're playing San Fran. That's not easy. Give me San Fran's money line. The Colts money line against the Titans. And give me Kansas City their money line um, again, at Green Bay. $30 parlay on that that I just gave you pays out $1,074. So we're going to roll it. Anyway, that is my time. I've got to go home. I've got to get some sleep. I'll be back here at Unique tomorrow. Uh, if you have questions about you know, what I think is going to happen, I'm literally going to direct you to this podcast because this is why I do it. Is so that uh, <laughs> yeah, I'd say conversation eight thousand times because I really just don't have time for it. But I do thank all of you for listening. May the odds ever be in your favor. Uh, <laughs> Nick Chichester likes for me to remind you that Red Drew Avenue is a one-way street. And as always, I'll leave you with this: shoot to score, play to win. And just like Nick Saban did, when you get married, make for damn sure that you are the ugly one. I'm Chris Coleman. Thanks for listening.